Welcome back to another episode of Conversation Matters. Um, today, we're going to talk about a very interesting topic, cancel culture. Uh, it's something that you may or may not have heard much about. It's, it's, I, I feel like I'm getting to see it more and more. I just read another article last night about cancel culture and uh, really disturbing, uh, quite honestly. Um, and today, we're going to, uh, Greg and I are going to be talking about that. Uh, the thing that interests me the most, Greg, is the fact that, you know, we, we built this business, Edge Theory, and all of our products, such as Soundboard, are all around helping fuel conversation. conversation. <laughs> right. And we say conversation matters. We say conversation, and we believe, is your greatest asset. And I just, it's just scary to see that there's this cancel culture, which, based on my knowledge and anxious to have, excited to have you talk about it in more detail, is quite the opposite, right? Quite the opposite of, uh, of conversation. Exactly, Joe. It's the eradication of conversation, for lack of a better way of describing it. Cancel culture on social media works this way. If you disagree with me, I unfriend you, I delete you, I block you. Disconnect. Whatever. I disconnect. Whatever it is, whatever terminology the platform uses, that's what I do. That way I no longer have to see your posts or be reminded that there you are sitting in disagreement with me. Um, you're, you're, out of, you're out of my worldview. You're, you're eliminated. You've been canceled. Um, it's a very easy thing to do, but it's destructive as well. And um, Joe, I want to read a quote I came across this morning. This idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff you should get over that quickly. The world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids and share certain things with you. That is none other than Barack Obama speaking at an Obama Foundation event last night. And uh, he was addressing cancel culture specifically on social media and the demand for abs absolute purity in belief. The opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It's, so cancel culture assumes that there's only one way to believe something and that you must believe it in its purest form, that there is no room for compromise because when you compromise, you're sullying your values. Right. That's and, 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 and what I think is crazy is, is if you don't believe the way I believe... Uh -huh. then, then you, I can't love you and you don't love me. Right. And there's no way I am going to ever like or love you uh, because you don't believe like I believe. And that's a scary world. I mean, you and I are wonderful friends, and we clearly have different worldviews on many topics. But right. we have conversation, and I think that's what's so, gosh, I mean, the world would be a much better place, but I, I see that every, you know, that it's just such a crazy, I see it in the youth for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, people just shut down, and I think social media many times can amplify that. Social media amplifies it, and the problem is that when you, when you delete someone or cancel them, you're saying, my opinions matter to me more than you as a human being matters to me. And if you don't see the world exactly as I do, 
and you don't want the exact same things that I do, then we can't have any kind of relationship, whatever, even on social media. What's even crazy is if, if you believe something, you obviously want to have the opportunity to convert people. At right. least have a conversation, and, and you're almost just saying you're not worthy to even have a conversation with me. You're not worthy, and I'm just going to shut you off, which defeats the whole purpose of spreading whatever gospel you're sharing, right? right. I mean, and, and, and by implication, you're saying that you're easily triggered. I can't even see your name without going into some kind of emotional histrionic because you disagree with me. So, and it's just so the opposite of, of, of conversation. And, you know, we tell businesses all the time, that is your greatest asset. And the only way you're going to go find people, I mean, you're the head of content, you're uh-huh. the content king here, but, you know, the only way you're going to go actually find customers or rediscover, get rediscovered by customers or advocates is to go actually have a conversation and fuel that with content. But if you just, if we have a culture that shuts people down, that's never going to build business. That's never going to build, you know, any kind of good nonprofit trying to share a cause. I mean, that's right. just, it's a very, in my opinion, a wacko worldview. Yeah. And uh, if you took any two people in the world and sat them down I'm pretty sure they wouldn't agree on everything. Absolutely. So you can reach a point in your ideological purity where you find yourself canceling everyone because you're the only person who, and it sounds absurd and extremist, but we could be heading that way. Well, it's a very self-righteous and a very, uh, one of the things we always talk about, and I always share this with my kids, is, you know, to have a conversation, you know, and I know you, I mean, we talked about uh-huh. you got to listen, but you also to have a conversation to have an effective conversation, you have to be vulnerable. You have right. to say, listen, I'm not perfect. That's the only way you really can start conversations is, hey, besides how are you? Actually, exactly. something we do in the South quite a bit. How are you? <laughs> you know, but also, you know, uh, uh, being vulnerable. And, and that's the only way I think a good, a good conversationalist starts that way. And this is the opposite of vulnerability. Yes, that is exactly the opposite of vulnerability, but the problem, it's the perceived opposite of vulnerability, but the person who cancels everyone is the most vulnerable person at all, yeah. of all, sorry. Um, I mean, I find myself, I have to admit, I have canceled people or dis, you know, mm-hmm. unfriended people, but it's pretty much not because of their views, it's just they talk too much about themselves, not their views, but just their products or what have you, and so I always, you know, promotional stuff turns me off, but that's a lot, that's different than, you know, someone, I, I, I love to see, I remember as a kid, I remember I used to uh, watch, my father let me watch Crossfire on mm-hmm. CNN, it actually had two actually pretty, con, you know, uh, uh, opposing views, but it was uh, a good civil debate, a good civil discussion, and, right. you know, you just don't see that anywhere, both sides, both, um, you know, I, you know, both sides ideologically, it's just really divided. We were talking earlier about conversation and, and, and just, you know, looking back on the history of conversation. I always say, you know, the conversation is, is the oldest form of communication technology. I mean, it really is. It's, it was used way back with cavemen on, on, on you know, on uh, 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 walls and smoke, smoke and all that good um. stuff. And then, and then, of course, as I've done a couple times, talked about how, Things changed quite a bit with the perfection of the written word, and then radio, and then TV. We went from a two-way communications of, 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 of conversation, two-way, to this one-way kind of media. And we became a media culture for 500 years, right? Right. I think 1450 was the printing press up to TV. 
Um, and, then, and then this great thing, the internet came around, which is this incredible thing, and we could actually have chat rooms, and then, of course, social media. And it's this incredible thing that can really, really brings back two-way communication. Right. That's what I think is so ironic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's been the first massive media transition or shift since, again, think about TV and radio and, and print, that allows us to actually have two-way c- communication, a conversation. Right. And I think that's the power of social media. But, but what we're talking about here is that it's, it's like shutting people down and making social media, which can be this incredible, use this incredible art form conversation. Now it's like, no, it's just my private world for only people who believe exactly like I believe. That is scary. It is scary. It's the worst kind of bubble that you could imagine. Um, cancel culture is similar to putting on noise-canceling headphones. Think about that. You may no longer hear the chatter that's going on around you, but that doesn't mean that it's not there anymore. It just means that you don't hear it. And noise-canceling headphones can be a good thing, um, but they can also be unsafe. So if you're working on a construction crew, you don't want to wear noise-canceling <laughs> headphones. But you do want to wear them on an airplane, maybe. Or skiing. Or skiing, something like that. Uh, so, but, when, but denying the reality does not make the reality go away. Um, it, only, it's, it only affects your perception of it. And once your perception of reality is affected in a way that's unreal, then you're less likely to have any kind of impact at all. When I was thinking about the other day, you know, you, you know I, I see this as not just uh, media or on both sides or, or um, uh, individuals. I see more and more the cancel culture is really making its way into brands. Yeah. And I think that's a very dangerous thing. You know, I mean, literally you're seeing brands not have any tolerance on someone who doesn't believe the way their quote culture is uh-huh. saying, and I think that's gonna, I think it's gonna backfire on a lot of brands, right? Uh, both sides, right? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think I don't necessarily believe that it ne- it comes from a negative place, but brands want to position themselves as the embodiment of a certain kind of value, and that they want, and they want that segment of the market to respond favorably. And so they position themselves in such a way that they do become cancelers, yeah, for lack yeah. of a better term. What were you talking about on, on conversation? You look up, you're, you're obviously a, been a librarian, been all these really um, neat things. You're, you're much more, de- have a lot of depth around these, these things in word and language. You speak multiple languages. But what you, I think you went back and looked a little bit about conversation and, and sort of the history and the root of that word. Yes. Talk about what you found there. Okay, so conversation actually... Uh, it, it's, it, um, it originates in Latin, but it also it, uh, traveled into the French language, and there was even an old English variant of it. And it, it did not originally mean to discuss something. It did not, a conversation was not people speaking to one another. It originally meant making your way in the world. Wow. Keeping company with others was another meaning <laughs> of it, right? And you cannot make your way in the world if you put on blinders and noise-canceling headphones. You simply cannot do it. Your perception of reality becomes marred, and you are not able to connect with those who most need 
who, who you most need to connect with and probably maybe most need to connect with you. Um, think about the old country preacher who's uh, preaching a sermon, and he does not want to preach to the choir. He wants to preach to a church full of unbelievers, right? Yes, yeah, People who have not been converted. He wants his church full of those because he's the only one who can convert these people. And similarly, someone participating in cancel culture may have a lot of really wonderful ideas but they no longer are able to share them with the people they feel most need to hear these points. They shut themselves off and they put themselves in a padded cell, for lack of a better um, uh, comparison at this moment. But it's, tr- it's truly, and I go back to, you know, again, it's a different worldview, but just the, the, when I've seen the worst of it is when people just think they're so worthy right. and no one else is worthy. I mean, it's a... It's really, you're, you're, you literally elevate yourself to almost where at some point you're not going to, you're going to be by yourself. Yeah, you are going to be by yourself. Um, and you're not going to be able to bring about the change that you want to bring about because you're not, you're not keeping company with others. Yeah. You are not getting along in the world, so to speak. Not having a conversation. You're not having a conversation. And if you want to achieve something, if you want to see change take place, you have to have a conversation. You have to be willing to listen to those who disagree with you. You have to be willing to see the credence in their points. You have to acknowledge when they are right. And if you cannot do that... And admit when you're wrong. Admit when you're wrong. Admit the flaws that may exist in your own argument and address them and you cannot see the flaws in your own argument until someone else points them out. But, but a lot of the cancel culture, they're, they're quick, quick to share their own viewpoint, and then um, they run before you even have a chance to respond right? and yes. dismiss themselves. Right. So it's almost like, here it is, and then get out of here. And, and of course, you know, constitutionally, this is the crazy, I mean, the, the, we all deserve to be heard. We all we deserve, all deserve, to, be, to, be, deserve yeah, to be heard. So. Well, I think, I think, you know, back to... Conversation matters. What we always talk about to businesses, you know, whether it be an individual or large brands. I just think this is a big thing to watch, um, uh, and I think you know, even within our own the, the the cultures that we influence, our families and our friends and our culture. Gosh, it's it's something we just really need to watch because I don't see it. It seems like it's getting worse, and it's definitely not uh, something that can bring you know not to get all sentimental but it's not going to bring our country together if we just no, no one listens and and again i think both sides politically or or and and all of us are, i'm guilty of this myself i mean we're all guilty of it to some extent but uh i think we just need to continue to think about that and especially um you know as we always say you know <laughs> conversation is an actual asset and i think if you don't use it it becomes a liability and what we're seeing is how it becomes a liability here Yes. Well, conversation itself is not the liability. It's the lack of conversation, the inability to connect with others, the inability to keep company with others and make your way in the world is ultimately the inability to bring about real and lasting change. Well, good. Well, that was a great discussion. A little deep. We got a little little deep at that. But uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Conversation Matters. Uh, We'll talk soon. Thank you.